Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. Our wonderful journo from the Avon Valley and Wheat Belt advocate, Eliza, on the line with me. Many great stories within the paper this week. Thankfully, some positive ones, which is nice. We've got a restaurant that's been approved to go into the main street. In the most recent council meeting, the council have decided to change a retail space on Fitzgerald Street, the main street in Northern, to a restaurant. So the proposed restaurant is looking to have you know, a seating capacity of 150 people and they're planning to operate from 7am till 12am seven days a week so it sounds like it'll be a, a good addition to the town with plenty of opportunities for people to go and pop in. Beautiful. Always love to hear about new eating out ventures. That's what that's wonderful. And speaking of wonderful news, we did have some recent graduations happen from our TAFE in town as well. Central Regional TAFE, the Northern Campus, uh, have their graduation for the 2017 class. Sue Ellery, Minister for Education, was there and presented the graduate awards. So we had 175 eligible graduates from our campus, which was a really amazing achievement for all those involved. We'll take it down to the other side now, which is the negatives of these carts that are coming our way to our community resource centres, of which we have many within the Central Wheat Belt and Avon Valley. And, uh, yeah, I guess, what's the latest with that? Yeah, so this is a story that personally I feel really passionate about. During my time here in Northern, I've been able to be involved with a lot of the great things some of our local CRCs are doing. From next year, they're actually facing 40% funding cuts uh, from the government. So for a lot of these CRCs, it means that they either won't be able to operate or they'll have to cut a lot of their staff eliminating a lot of the great things they do in our community. So, yeah, within our readership, we have more than 10 CRCs, so it's not like they're a rare thing in our community. So, yeah, we're just hoping that we can get the word out and we can have some action. Absolutely, Eliza. If you can get into your local community resource centre and sign a petition or, or put your voice forward in some way, that would be all for the better. Eliza, thanks so much for a quick couple minutes of your time. You have a lovely Easter break and we'll chat to you very soon. No worries, you too, Verity. Verity for breakfast. Retro Refuse with John. Released on this date, the 29th of March back in 1974, The Great Gatsby, one of the most iconic tales of all time, isn't it, John? It is, Verity. Good morning. F. Scott Fitzgerald, famous, tragic love triangle story. Great, great film. Just remade recently which they did a great job, but I've always sort of gone back to the originals myself. So for those who don't know the story, it's basically told by this guy of middle income from the Midwest who moves to New York, and he becomes involved in the life of this mysterious rich man called Jay Gatsby. Now, this guy throws the richest, lavish parties all on Long Island, and he seems to be the bell of the ball, somewhat resident and lonely because he's still in love with his first love, who mm-hmm. has since married to this bull-headed tyrant which forms this love triangle which I won't give away the ending but no. <laughs> for those who haven't seen it Robert Redford plays Jay Gatsby Mia Farrow plays Daisy his love interest and this was Sam Waterston's first film as Nick Carraway actually Mia Farrow used to complain that Robert Redford was absorbed by Watergate which was unfolding at the time with all of his being his trailer glued to the television set and as we know Redford ended up playing Bob Woodward in All the President's Men which was one of the 
Washington Post reporters that revealed the story of Watergate two years later on. The who's who who wouldn't do this movie was Marlon Brando, which you mentioned the other day, yeah, who did. wouldn't receive his Academy. Yeah, interesting. Who was he set to play? He was set to play Gatsby. Ah, he would have made a good one. But two years after he wouldn't receive his, his Academy for the political incorrectness of American Native Indians, he demanded like five times what they offered him in salary. So, um, oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go, tips the scales. And a lot of actresses who would have played Daisy and refused to do screen tests, and they include Natalie Wood, Sybil Shepherd, Faye Dunaway, Candace Bergen, and Catherine Ross, as we know, was Daisy Duke. The producer bought this film, the rights of this film, to make it for his wife, Ellie McGraw, to play Daisy. They couldn't get the project off the rails, so she went and did The Getaway with Steve McQueen. And they fell in love and she left her husband and she never got to play the part of Daisy. So there was a real life love triangle, triangle um, involved in this film. There you go. It's all, it's all about the layers. And look, speaking of this film, I actually studied it in English literature in high school, as I'm sure many people have. There's just so many things incorporated in it with the eyes. It won two Oscars for, for cinematography and for costume design. They actually used for the parties a lot of extras. A lot of the extras are from the local Navy Academy where the officers have short hair, which was depicted pretty much as they wore it in the 20s. It's a wonderfully filmed movie. It's absolutely beautiful to watch. The acting's great. Uh, the music's great, and and it builds on the suspense just as good as any other film for 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 basically a love story. Definitely worthwhile to watch if you haven't seen it. Just one last bit of information: Patsy Kensett, Kensett, who plays the daughter, actually played Mia Farrow later on in life. The real her story, and she reshot The Great Gatsby, making of it as her mother in the this film, The Great Gatsby. Oh. So there's, there's like 26 degrees of separation if you can head, put your head around <laughs> that one. Double demerits this go. weekend. That's it. It's yes, stay safe weekend, on those so roads. Please, please, please look out on roads if you're um, travelling away because we want to see you back next week. That's it. We want to talk more film. Thank you so much, very much, for our retro oh. review this morning, The Great Gatsby, not the one with the beautiful Leo, 1974, the you original. <laughs> Thank you again so much, John, as well for the reiteration of safety on our roads for Easter, and we'll chat to you very soon. All right, Verity. Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. <laughs> The wonderful Tina Pendlebury from the Cancer Council WA from the Midwest Office, Regional Education Officer. And this morning, we're chatting about a lot of great things, including all of the anniversaries we've got this year. That's right, Barry. It is a very exciting year for the Cancer Council of WA. It's actually our 60th anniversary this year, as well as there's some other additional anniversaries that I'm going to run through today as well. One of the anniversaries is the SunSmart School Program. 20 years old this year and a great news we currently have 300 WA schools as members and even better news is that reducing sun exposure at a young age is working for the first time skin cancer rates are falling for Australians under the age of 40 which is great news so we need to say a big thank you to all the schools who participate in this program in reducing the impact of cancer in our future generations. It is so good to hear that those programs are being implemented in our schools especially in the Central Wheat Belt and Avon Valley. One of the big anniversaries that we're celebrating is the 60th year of Cancer Council WA. So for 60 years Cancer Council have been supporting cancer patients and their families every minute every hour of every day. So to celebrate this, we're having a Cancer Council WA um, roadshow and this is to bust 
some of the most common cancer myths. Now, everyone's usually heard of a cancer myth, but what's true and what's false? So to find out, you need to come and see us at the Roadshow. So for the Midwest, this will be in Geraldton in September, and for the Wheatbelt, this will be held in Northam in August. Now, if you'd like to register to attend, you can do so through Eventbrite. And for more information, you can see the Cancer Council webpage, which is cancercouncilwa.asn.au. Wonderful. And lots of events to be looking forward to. And just to add to the to the list, we've got some fundraising events that are really important. We've got Daffodil Day and Australia's Biggest Morning Tea coming around before we know it. That's right, yes. So if anybody's interested in hosting in Australia's Biggest Morning Tea in May or June, you can head over to the website to register. So that's biggestmorningtea.com.au. Cats Council is a not-for-profit organisation, which is why our fundraisers are so important to us. We depend on community donations to offer our many support services and to continue the groundbreaking cancer research that we do. And just a note is that all funds that are raised in WA stay in WA. So I'm just going to run through how that money does help cancer patients. So over the last year, Cancer Council have been able to provide 6,500 nights accommodation in the Perth Lodges for Midwest residents and over 3,500 nights accommodation for Wheatbelt residents in our Perth Lodges. Great to hear how it filters on through directly, directly Absolutely. to those in our region. It's great to hear those, those figures. Absolutely. It's, it's a wonderful service. We also have our regional cancer support coordinators and they provide support to people with cancer and their families. And in the last year, the Midwest support coordinators were able to provide 1,200 occasions of support service and the Wheatbelt team provided over 530 occasions of service. So that's just some ways in how the donations do help directly. Well, thank you so much, Tina, for enlightening us all on how some of those really worthwhile fundraising funds get through to to people within our region and for letting us know about some of the events that are coming on up we'll chat to you very soon wonderful thank you verity verity for breakfast Breakfast. triple m M. kira from saint john ambulance from our wheat belt hub and just a few things we're talking about this morning including of course we do have easter pretty much on our doorstep and just a a bit of a reminder of safety yes it's definitely that time of year so we we want to encourage all of the community to be as safe as possible especially with the easter weekend coming up there's the best way to reach saint john ambulance is if it's a medical situation we always encourage people to ring triple zero if you want to talk to us about renewals or volunteers then by all means please call the office the number is nine six two one one six one three but once again we just need to really reiterate that if you have a medical question or if you require ambulance attendance at all then yes please call triple zero been mentioning to me kira that you've you've had a more than a few snakes be popping up at the moment it is that time of the year Yes, it certainly is. So in our own office, we've had a couple, (laughs) nearly a dozen now of baby tiger snakes that have come visited us. They're not that cute, so we would really rather they did not stop by. (laughs) You're not going to take one home as your next pet? No, I don't think so. (laughs) I know that we do, lucky enough, fortunate enough to have some people in town that can help us out with that. I know Mr Ray Adams is one of those, so just to bear in mind, listeners as well, to get your snake uh, catcher contacts as well at the ready for for the moment. And, And we've also got... Kira, the recruitment drive about to kick off as well. 
Yeah, we certainly do. So at this time of year, uh, especially around the public holidays when we will have fewer volunteers available, uh, we, we tend to kick off our volunteer recruitment drives. So if there's anybody out there who wants to know a little bit more about what volunteers do for the ambulance, you can be an active volunteer, so attending scenes, or you could even help us out at one of the sub-centres with cooking or cleaning or just something to help the community. Everything helps. And how, how many volunteers do you have there at the moment, Kira? Across the region, we currently have 971 volunteers. Wow. And that is, that's a huge number. So in areas like Northern, where we have a paramedic and a volunteer, uh, but in some of the other smaller centres, it's all entirely staffed by volunteers. So there's a lot of skills that is going into that. That's really wonderful to hear and always really hoping to get more. So hopefully we can drum up some members with this recruitment drive. You're heading out to places. Yeah, we, we certainly are. We haven't got the full schedule set up yet, but uh, we, we're looking at going across the whole Wheatbelt region, north to south. Yeah, just showing the benefits and, and what people can get out of it, not just for the community, but just how great it feels to be able to give back themselves. And help. Well, hopefully some of our listeners not, might be able to attend one of those perhaps and meet you in the flesh. And thanks so much for a couple minutes of your time this morning, Kira. Yeah, my pleasure. And if anyone is interested, please jump onto the St John website. The volunteer information is listed there.